Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the Podcon Go Network. Podcon Go, family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Grab your chest set. It's time for a story. Today's story is My Mom Detective, The Boy on the Porch, Part 1, by William Stair. Hi, everybody. This is Armando again, with another adventure in detection. For those of you who don't know me yet, I live near Seattle, Washington, with my dad, mom, and pesky brother Desmond. Oh, and our old dog, Trooper. Nobody really knows this, but my mom is one of the greatest detectives in the world. Nothing gets past her. She sees clues everywhere, and before you know it, she solves the mystery. She's a regular Sherlock Holmes. And me. I'm her Dr. Watson. Let me give you a quick example. A while ago, mom made some chocolate chip cookies. She makes them with zucchini, so they are really soft and chewy. Zucchini is a type of squash. You plant one in your garden, and two months later, you have a million pounds of it. Anyway, she made a bunch of cookies, and after a few days, only four were left in the cookie jar. She was planning on having them after supper for dessert with ice cream on top. But as she was making supper, she went to the cookie jar and... No cookies! I was drawing at the kitchen table, making a picture of a chimera, my favorite kind of animal, made up of parts from other animals, and saw her face turn red as she looked into the cookie jar. She was mad. She turned the jar upside down. Crumbs fell to the floor, quickly licked up by our old dog, Trooper. She looked at me. My face was blank. No way was I getting blamed. She looked at Desmond, who was coloring a page in his lunch lady coloring book. She looked at Trooper. Then the wheels inside of wheels in her head began turning. My mom's detective superpower was activated. She is able to figure out what happened in any situation. Right now, she was on the case of the missing cookies, I had almost taken one of the cookies myself that morning, but fortunately I didn't. And Mom couldn't read minds. At least, I think not. Trooper had finished the handful of crumbs on the floor. Mom eyed him, waiting. The old chowhound sniffed all over the kitchen, hoping for more delicious crumbs. Then, nose still to the floor, he headed down the hall. Mom followed him bent over. She looked just like Sherlock Holmes following a bloodhound with his detective's clue glass out. I followed, two steps behind, her faithful Dr. Watson. The game, uh, cookies, were afoot. Down the hall we went, past the laundry room, past the storeroom, and finally stopped at the door to Dad's office. Trooper whined, Mom opened the door. Dad was sitting at his desk, hard at work on his computer. 
Trooper ran in and began snuffling around Dad's chair. Dad looked up with a smile on his face. Mom glared. Dad's smile faded away. What? he asked. She said nothing. What is it? he asked. There was a streak of chocolate chip in the corner of his mouth. Case closed. Mom and Trooper turned and left the room while Dad repeated, What? What did I do? He was still sitting in his chair as I headed for the door. I turned around and whispered loudly, Chocolate chip cookies. Oh, replied Dad, his ears turning pale pink and his fingers going to the telltale smear on his mouth. I walked out of his office, closing the door quietly. Fortunately, there were still some ice cream bars left over from when Grandpa Bill was here, and we had those for dessert that night. I believe Dad had none. The next day was Saturday, and Mom, Desmond, and I went for a walk. Ever since we discovered it, our walks usually took us by the Magic Library, a tiny free library next to the road a few blocks from our house. There's almost always some exciting book there to take, and we always remember to bring a replacement the next time. You might recall me telling you about the little library, and how at first I didn't want to give up a book of my own in trade for the one I took. When I finally did take a book back in trade, which made me feel much better, I saw a boy who looked about the same age as me, sitting in a wheelchair on the porch of the house behind the library. It was a big old creepy-looking house, way back from the road and in the shadow of big trees. I waved to him as we walked away, and he waved back in a weak kind of way. Since then, we'd been back to the magic library a couple more times, but I'd never seen the boy. But this time, he was there. As we walked toward the little library box attached to the cut-down stump of a tree, I saw him. He was sitting in his wheelchair, bundled in a blanket with a cap on his head. I could hardly see his face. He raised his arm and waved. There was a mitten on it. Now, it was a cool day, but he was really covered up. I waved back. Mom looked down at me. Would you like to go say hello? I said I did. However, Desmond was in one of his shy moods and wouldn't go up to the house, so Mom stayed with him at the library box. I walked toward the house. As I did, I could see the boy had a tube running from his nose to a green tank attached to the side of his wheelchair. His chair was close to the front door. The door had a large oval glass window in it, and I could see there was a lady standing inside. She was hard to see because she was standing back away from the glass, and it was dark in there. Her face, with white hair all around it, seemed to float in the dark, like a ghost. As I got closer to the front porch, moving a little more cautiously, in case I suddenly had to turn around and run back to Mom, the boy in the chair raised his hand again, and said, so softly I could hardly hear him, Hi, my name is Kofi. What's yours? 
the boy's voice took my mind off the strange lady, and I walked up the steps onto the porch. My name's Armando, but most people call me Army. The boy thought for a moment and then said, That's a nice name, Armando. My papo, who is also named Armando, tells me it means army man in Spanish. Cool. What's a papo? Oh, that's what I call my grandpa who lives in Vermont. I call my other grandpa, Grandpa. Hmm, replied the boy. It sounded just like my mom's, hmm, when she is thinking. What does Kofi mean? I asked. Born on Friday. It's African. Can you guess what day I was born on? Friday? <laughs> Tuesday. My mom just liked the sound of the name. Kofi stuck out his hand for me to shake. He had a thick red mitten on, and when I took it, I could hardly feel the fingers inside. In fact, as he sat in that wheelchair, bundled in that blanket, I wasn't sure there was a boy there at all. He was very, very thin. His finger curled around mine and squeezed just a little. Kofi had a very dark face, almost black, with big, bright eyes and very white teeth you could see when he smiled. He had a nice smile. That's my mom and brother Desmond, down by your magic library, I said, gently taking back my hand. We really like it. I pointed to Desmond, who immediately slipped behind the stump on which the library box stood. But Mom stayed where she was and waved back. Thanks, said Kofi. But the library is all my mom's doing. You can thank her yourself if you turn around. I whirled around, and there was the lady I'd seen standing in the dark behind the front door. She didn't look so scary now, with her white curly hair pulled back from her round, dark face, a dark dress on, and a colorful apron. She was holding a plate with some cookies. Chocolate chip cookies. Hello, young man, she said in a soft voice. Her brown eyes were warm and friendly, and when she smiled, her teeth were just as bright as Kofi's. Are you one of Kofi's friends? Uh, no, ma'am. We just met. That would make you a new friend of Kofi's then, she replied with another smile. I just made some cookies for him. Perhaps you would like to share some? Mmm, thank you. We were going to have chocolate chip cookies at our house last night, but Dad ate them all. Well, I'm sure they must have been excellent and just too good for your daddy to resist, she said. I took a cookie. So did Kofi, although clumsily with his mittens. There was the sound of cautious footsteps on the walk leading to the porch. It was Desmond. He'd seen me getting a cookie, and the love of them overcame his shyness. Can I have one, too? You certainly can. Is that your mama, out by the library box? Why don't you ask her to come on up here and have one as well? Desmond grabbed a cookie and ran back toward where Mom stood, smiling. As he did she started towards us. They both came up on the porch together, and everyone got introduced to everyone else. Kofi's mother was named Dolores, and when she smiled, her very white teeth in her dark face reminded me of the Cheshire cat from Alice in Wonderland. 
I wondered if she could make herself disappear. We were sure making her cookies disappear. They were the crisp kind, different from mom's, and a little like the ones Grandpa Bill makes. But sometimes his are so hard you can't bite through them. Then he calls them chocolate drawbreakers. We stayed at the Douglas house, that was their family name, for a long time. We went into the house and sat on the floor in the living room, with Kofi in his chair, talking about what we did and what we liked. Kofi took off his mittens and cap, but kept the blanket wrapped around him. It turned out that he was homeschooled like us, except he had a teacher come to his house to teach him a couple of hours three times a week. He didn't go to school because he was too sick. Kofi liked to read, do puzzles, watch TV, listen to music, and sing with his mother, who'd been a famous singer long ago in the city of Atlanta. These were all inside things that didn't hurt you. Kofi had very weak bones that could break just by putting a little pressure on them. Even jumping could cause his leg to break, he told us. We told him we liked to read books too, and watch TV, but that we didn't listen to music very much and almost never sang. However, we did like to dance to music, something he could not do. I can tap my foot or my hand in time with the music, but that's all, he said. We told him about playing frisbee with dad, hiking in the woods and going camping, and playing on the trampoline we had just gotten. Kofi looked at us with a sad expression and slowly shook his head. I could do some of those things a few years ago, he said. My bones are getting so weak, mom has to help me into bed and out again, and even to go to the toilet. Kofi looked like he was about to cry. I think it's time for us to head home, said mom, with an eye on Kofi. We don't want to wear out our welcome. That means stay so long that the people you're visiting wish you were gone. She turned to Mrs. Douglas. I'm sure we would like to visit again soon. If that's all right with you and Kofi, Dolores? Oh, yes. We'd love to have the boys visit Kofi. We rarely have visitors. Just call first, because some days are not so good. We got up to leave when Mrs. Douglas said, Oh, wait just a minute. She disappeared into the kitchen and came back in a moment with a paper bag. Here are some cookies to take with you, and be sure your daddy gets some. She smiled her big smile, which looked warm and friendly, and not so much like the Cheshire cat after all. We said thank you and goodbye, and walked back to the street. It wasn't until we got home that we realized we'd never taken a book from the Magic Library. I guess we'll just have to go back again tomorrow, said Mom, with a smile that told me maybe she had not forgotten. Why don't we make some banana nut bread to take back with us, as a thank you for the cookies? Both Desmond and I jumped and yelled, yeah, we love to make that bread. And by the end of the afternoon, we had four big loaves baked and cooling. Dad came home from work about 7 p.m., as usual, and the first thing he said was, Mmm, something sure smells good. Have my little bakers been hard at work? Once again, both Desmond and I yelled, Yeah!
Well, since you three have been working so hard in the kitchen all afternoon, suppose I make pepperoni pizza for dinner, he said. For the third time that day, we both yelled, yeah. Mom laughed. Later, while we were eating the yummy pizza, we told Dad about the walk to the Magic Library and the new friend we'd made and the things we'd talked about and seen there and Kofi's mom and the cookies we'd brought home. Dad's mouth was full of pizza, but he still managed to smile when he heard about the cookies. Meanwhile, Trooper, our chowhound dog, was circling under the table, hoping a nice chunk of pepperoni and cheese would come falling his way. He was not disappointed. Whenever Grandpa Bill is here, he can't resist Trooper, and he's always slipping in bits of whatever meal we're eating. So Trooper just sits there with his head on Grandpa's knee, waiting for that next tasty bit. But with us, he has to work for it. After dessert, we had Douglas cookies and ice cream. I sat down with Mom. She wanted to listen to me read for a while. Before we started, I asked her, Mom, what's wrong with Kofi? Well, she began, his mother told me he has a rare sickness. His bones are very brittle and break easily. They can even break if he gets a cold and coughs hard. She said his father had the same disease, but not as bad. Even so, he died a few years ago. And when her mother died last winter, they moved from Atlanta into the empty house. There are some special doctors in Seattle that are trying to help Kofi. Does he go to school? No, that would be too dangerous for him. His mother has some lesson books, and she's teaching him at home, like I do with you and Desmond. There's a teacher from the school who comes over three times a week and goes over science subjects, which Mrs. Douglas doesn't feel she can do. She said the one thing she cannot give him, though, is friends. She hoped some kids would come over to meet him, but there aren't any living in the blocks around her. They're all older people like her mother was. She put up the magic library because she had seen them in other places and liked the idea, but very few people actually take books from it. And you and Desmond are the only children. Does that mean we are Kofi's only friends? I'm afraid so, darling. I'm glad that you think of him as a friend already. Yeah, I think so. I smiled at Mom, and she gave me a hug. Then I started reading the first page of our latest Sherlock Holmes story, The Adventure of the Crooked Man. This is the end of part one of The Boy on the Porch. But it's not the end of the story. All we've had so far really is the beginning. How Armando Meets Kofi. What do you think comes next? We'll see if you're right next week when part two comes out. In the meantime, if you just can't get enough of My Mom Detective, you can go back and listen to the episodes The Magic Library, Part 1 and Part 2. 
That's the story Armando is referring to towards the beginning of this episode. Thanks to William Stair, my father, who writes these stories inspired by our family. We really do have a dog named Trooper, and my husband Ben does make incredible pepperoni pizza. But aside from that, not everything in these stories are true. Thanks for listening to Elderberry Tales. I'll see you next week.